0: We play and call it work.
1: Brian of Chaos. Today's episode, we are guested with Brian Steele. Former, he's the former uh, CM, CM CMON games developer. He's uh, participated in the development of games such as Wrath of Kings and Dark Age, along with others. I uh, can't name them all. Uh, we're very excited to have Brian on the show today and to discuss the development of games, because uh, I'm just going to let you know beforehand, Brian, I want to pick your brain a lot, and I'm sure a lot of the viewers will uh, pick your brain as well. Uh, Absolutely. Now, before we go in, some bookkeeping. We are going to be doing uh, the uh, announcing the giveaways, uh, the winners of the giveaways here, which uh, we'll do on the show for the Elite Edition giveaways. So that's later on. And uh, Brian as well. Has some giveaways for you folks, and so uh, what uh, do we want
0: to uh, show them now, or uh, do you want to? Yeah, uh, I yeah? can, uh, I can, I can show off fun swag. So, uh, my, one of my current gigs that I'm working on is the uh, official Hasbro licensed through Renegade Games Mighty Morphin Power Rangers role playing game, uh, and so Renegade gifted me a whole bunch of cool stuff for Power Rangers. And this has got five five different versions of Tommy, formerly known as the Green Ranger. Yep. And then uh, the little side thing has got a Gold Ranger in it as well. They're slightly... They're larger. They're like, uh, like 40 mil scale because they're used for the board game. But they're actually really cool little minis. I've painted up a bunch of the... I haven't even played the board game version, but I've painted up a bunch of the set because they're fun. So I figured... Someone out there could paint them up and uh, find a find a cool use for them, even if they don't play the board game. Cool. And if you grew
1: up in the '90s, it should probably mean more to you. S- uh,
0: honestly, it's still going. It's like a 30 year old really? show. What? Seriously? Yeah.
1: I didn't. Yeah, if, I did if, not
0: know. It is still ongoing, and uh, if you go to Netflix and type in "Mighty Morphin Power Rangers" in the search bar, it will fill up your entire screen with the various seasons and show and shows and movies. And I had no idea before I signed on how big it was. Yeah. That's nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Super
1: crazy. Um, So here's something odd. Uh, We are not, for some reason, we're not connecting to, uh, to Twitch and we, we should be. So, Hmm. What is going on here? Oh wait, nope. Yes, we are. We're just not pick It's uh in the uh in OBS it shows it doesn't show any viewers, but I'm looking at the comments and I see a bunch of people commenting from Twitch, so obviously we have Twitch viewers. So
0: So it's obviously there, it's just not oh, coming through the
1: Now it magically populates a number. Okay, Twitch, you were holding those numbers back on me thinking that uh, there was no one there. Okay. Well, uh yeah so just to dive into some of the 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 stuff here uh just to okay for those of you who don't know brian obviously uh, he's i would say more of a behind the scenes kind of guy but not so much
0: anymore because you got a youtube channel (laughs) i uh i started my youtube channel a little over it's almost god it's almost two years now um when uh when i left uh when i left simon and started going back to uh to freelance gigs um I needed a way to express uh kind of express gamerhood uh to try and help other people, you know, if they're if they're gamers and, and wanted to see how, what it's like to to be a freelance designer. So I started kinda started off as almost like a vlog. Oh yeah. And uh it turned into uh a topic of the week. Um and then I spiraled off and started running a uh a YouTube D D channel. That uh, when I was I was running some uh, spelljammer for a handful of other industry people, you know, when, when we can all get together to play, which is not as often as we'd like. Um, but yeah, it started off as just kind of a way for me to maybe help others find the path that I've kind of landed on. And uh, it turned into something I do every week now, every Friday at noon, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I put out a show and we, we do topics from anywhere from, um, you know, how to negotiate a contract to, uh, last week or last week I did politics in when you're writing a, when you're writing a, a narrative arc, how to put politics into it without, um, without necessarily being, you know, super heavy handed about it. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's it uh, sounds like it's a, an eclectic, a bunch of stuff that's happening.
0: I, I also I try to get the subscribers and comments if people ask for if ask for a particular Joe, I'll, I'll put it on the slot and see when it comes up. So uh, just as a reminder,
1: what's the name of the YouTube channel again?
0: Tales from a Professional Nerd. OK, and you're also on TikTok uh, at the professional nerd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Instagram, uh,
0: Twitter as well, I'm guessing. Uh, yes, Instagram and Twitter; those are not professional nerd. Those are, those are at Brian CP Steele. Okay, um, and that's mostly just because I never really shifted them over to the whole professional nerd motif.
1: Okay, gotcha. So, uh, for those of you wondering, there will be links to all of this on the post afterwards. So, if you're watching uh, if you're watching this right now and it's not live, then just look at the post wherever it is. Uh, whether it's uh, on the mini wargaming website or Facebook or or uh, even Twitter uh, links to all of Brian's stuff will be included. Uh, okay oh, so thanks. so when when, when uh, when'd you get into the hobby like when'd you first hear about miniature
0: wargaming? So I, I started with minis uh, way back when using using them for D&D. Uh My older stepbrother uh, he used to paint minis before he went into the Navy. And when he went to the Navy, he handed me his brushes and his models and was like, you know, go, go forth and populate. Um, and uh, I, I fell in love with the, the hobby aspect of just painting the models initially. Uh, and a few years after that, uh, a handful of us from the local comic book show uh, or comic book shop went to, uh, it was called the Three River Con up in Michigan, this tiny little nothing, maybe 40 people show up. I mean, it was, it was a tiny little nothing convention. Uh, you know, held in the basement of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And I remember walking in and seeing, um, it was a table filled with, uh, tier, the old plastic Tyranids from the Tyranid attack board game. Okay. Uh, never even heard of that. Like, oh, you know, th- this goes back to the eighties. um, they looked like little plastic ants. They were awful. Uh, so it was, um, basically, uh, the, the successor to space Hulk, whereas space Hulk was terminators fighting gene stealers. Tyrannid attack was space Marine scouts attacking a tyrannid hive ship. Okay. Uh, and, and we, it was as, as expected, you know, you walked into a court or you flipped a card and it's like, Oh, the, the, the door just ate you. Oh, great. Um, but it came with a bunch of gene stealers, and it came with a bunch of the first time that Tyranid warriors actually had a model, um, and it was a, a, a maybe a seven foot table. Like I remember it being enormous, but I was also only like sixteen, so I hadn't seen Apocalypse games. You know, I hadn't seen games that like take up an entire floor. Uh, you know, I had never even known what a Titan was at that point. But it just it was just this huge war game and I was like okay I'm in you know what do I have to do and me and a couple of my friends grabbed a squad or two from these guys and uh, uh rolled some dice blew some stuff up and immediately you know fell in love I was like nope th- this is what's happening I bought a rogue trader book that day nice Uh and then like less than six months later a first big 40k box set uh that came that had like the black codex and uh the um uh the the cardboard standee orc dreadnought in it uh yep that 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 came out like less than six months later so i probably played maybe one game of rogue trader 40k Mm -hmm. and probably played it badly like completely wrong um before like what we now know as 40k hit the table right um and uh, me and my friends, my all all of my high school friends, we we jumped in with both feet, and uh, that was that was what got me initially into uh, into mini wargaming, and then I I branched out into like BattleTech, uh, and then anything that could cross, yeah, anything that uh, that I could roll dice and move with a tape measure, I'd give a shot. And now here we are, <laughs> <laughs> many many moons
1: later. Many moons later. Okay, cool. So that's kind of like, that's what started you in the hobby as a whole. Where did you, how did you get into developing
0: games? So getting into the industry is one of my, one of my great, I, I love telling this story and not because it's like, you know, I want to pat myself on the back. I, I completely lucked out. There's no, uh, no question. It was 2001. Um, And I had, uh, I had been working, uh, college did not work out great for, great for me. I did not fall into an amazing job immediately after leaving school. Uh, and I was just basically going from dead end retail job to dead end retail job until I landed on, uh, a cube job at a state farm. Basically, I was just calling fire departments to find out water pressure numbers. It was awful (laughs) for a writer. For, for a writer and a creative yeah. it was soul-crushing oh I'm so I'm sure yeah <laughs> oh it was, it was it was horrible but it was a steady paycheck and I had I was right. recently married yeah um you know so I was I, I was like I gotta I gotta support my, my my wife we bought a house you know we gotta I've gotta do this yeah and uh somewhere along the lines after about six seven months of being at that job my wife at the time looked at me and said we've got to get you in something else you're withering you know this this is this is killing everything that you are as a person. Um, and so we, uh, we talked to a, our, our local comment bookshop uh, about buying in, basically kind of buying into the, the, the overhead becoming part of management, you know, give me a place where I can work, but I could still write and I could still, cause I've always been a writer. I've always been an author mm-hmm. uh, writing short stories and things for magazines and stuff ever since I was in high school. Yeah. Um, and we needed some way for me to keep going on that direction and so we we went to go buy into the local comic book shop and while we were still in the negotiation process of fi- figuring out how that would work um the the owner of the shop said well if you're really honestly truly interested in this we need to show you the business side of things and it's not all just it's not all just the you know the the, the cool guy behind the simpsons counter that says you know Hey, everybody, you know, like you, there's more to it than that. Um, And he took me to a a trade show. He took me to the Alliance open house in Wayne, Indiana, uh, which is technically only supposed to be creators and purchasers. Right. Uh, It's not for fans. And so we get there and immediately I'm just like, this, this is awesome. This is amazing. You know, everybody's giving us free stuff, which at that time I was super into. Um, And... Just you need to talk to the creators of games, you know, these people that, you know, this is their job to to make games. I, I love what you guys are doing. And they're telling you, hey, this is what you want in your store for next year. And I remember we we did the little line through all of the different people, and there was a small company, two guys in a booth, and all they had really done so far was a couple of uh, Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 splat books in their own little world. And they had just put out a new monster book, but they were talking about how the next year they were going to put out a minis game. Mm-hmm. And they're, they had five or six models from this new minis game, unpainted metal, no stack cards. everything was written on like index cards and, and like slips of paper. You know, this is how brand new it was as far as they were, as far as they were concerned. They were like, Hey, next year, this is going to be the big thing. Mm-hmm. And we stopped by and we, we pushed these minis around and I was like, man, this is a, Cool game. What you, well, you, you know, at, at that point? I had been a gamer long enough that I could re- I could recognize this isn't going to flop. This is going to be a really solid game set. And I told them, you know, hey, if you ever need anything, at all, give me a give me, you know, drop me a line. And I gave them my my business card, which at that time was basically here's my MySpace account. <laughs> 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 it was it was you go to my MySpace and um, you know, look me up. And I had done a little bit of playtesting for Agents of Gaming. Uh, did a little bit of playtesting for Void. You know, nothing, n- nothing, nothing really deep by any stretch. Right. Um, but it was still, uh, it was that was my that was my gamer resume. Uh, but also on that on my myspace account it talked about how I had done a little bit of, uh, a little bit of writing for some magazines. Well, about. A month later, I get a a an email from from Matt, one of the two guys at the booth, and he says, "Hey, it says here you've done some writing. We'd love to have you maybe do some writing for us. What what, what do you think? You know, can you can you take a look at it?" Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I I did a little test piece, a little two thousand word thing, um, and at the time I always had my wife edit my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I put this piece in front of us, a couple of, a couple of warlocks, uh, fighting over this, this road. And, uh, you know, there's this little goblin guy and at the end of the goblin guy dies and everyone's sad, uh, but, you know, filled with ennui, the grim, dark representation. Um, and my, my, my wife at the time, she looks at me and goes, why'd you kill the little guy? And I'm like, well, cause it's dark and deep and edgy. And she's like, well, can't he live? I'm like, well, why? And she's like, because, you know, it should be like kind of this bright spot, you know, give them something to fight for. Maybe he's too, he's too lucky to die, you know, that sort of thing. And so I changed the ending of the story before I handed it in to Matt. Mm-hmm. And it was actually that, uh, that change, that story arc that got me my initial contract, uh, with Privateer Press in 2002. Oh, wow. Uh, that story was the opening story for Warhammer, for War Machine Prime, the the original rule book. Uh, we won three Origins Awards for it. I did 70,000 words in War Machine Prime in 2002. Uh, we won three Origins Awards the next year for it. And uh, that basically, that was that was what set my, my career. I was like, I, I never want to do anything else. Man, that's um, fantastic. Wow. And I'd I like to, I, I, like I said, I lucked out. I was in the right place at the right time. I recognized a good product and I got in with a, a really cool company. Uh, I stayed with Privateer, here, I think until 2004 or five. Um, it was just, it was a few months of worth of no quarter before I got a, uh, an offer to come do, uh, Starship Troopers and Babylon five with Mongoose Publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I stayed at Mongoose for like six years. Um, but that was, that was how I got into the, into the industry side of things as actually a creative. It was through Mongoose that I went from writing to designing. Uh, cause I didn't, I, I made narrative and I made characters for Privateer, but I didn't do any rule stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was all Jason and those guys. Right. Uh, when I was with Mongoose, that was where they started doing the whole, Uh, you know, they would hand me a concept for a book and say, okay, write the book. And I go, okay, well, who's, who's my, my developer. Who's, who's doing the, uh, the rules port. And they're like, well, that's you. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to start making rules now. And, uh, it was through, I was at Mongoose for six years. Um, and I learned a lot of how to mess with, how to mess with, how to, uh, write with other people's, uh, IP and other in licensed canons. I worked for, uh, Warner Brothers, Conan, um, Babylon 5, Traveler, RuneQuests. There's a, there was a lot of a lot of licenses that we got to play with with uh, with Mongoose, and it taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of how I got into the developing developing and design aspect of things. Is uh, I was sort of instructed that while you're writing this book, start making rules, and our playtesters will help you iron out, you know, making them fair and you know, fast forward fifteen years, and here I am.
1: That's cool. So it started with
0: that. Started with the War Machine. Really, was the first you said, right? It that was my first paid publication was War Machine Prime. Yeah, uh, which which was. I, I remember when Matt uh, when Matt said he goes, "Do you think you can do seventy thousand words by August?" And at that point in my career as a writer, I didn't even know what seventy thousand words looked like. Right. The concept seemed weird. Yeah. So just <laughs> the... for for context,
1: like how many pages is that? Like a typical.
0: Uh, well, your average your average two hundred page novel is about eighty thousand words. Okay. Between eight, between eighty and a, between eighty and one hundred thousand is your average novel. Um, so write a novel. And so. <laughs> that's basically yeah. A... So it was basically, um, and then the the next and that was about three months worth of, worth of time. Uh, I lucked out basically when i when I gave them my uh my test piece, their full time author with with the company at the time, he got a different gig and he left them kind of in a lurch mm-hmm. and that it just i i happened to have been to the right place at the right time and they said, "Do you think you can do seventy thousand by august?" and I was like, absolutely not a problem. How much is seventy thousand <laughs> 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 uh, uh and that was how I ended up um in the Solidly, both feet planted in the industry, uh, and uh, I think I quit my day job, like my 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 part time extracurricular, you know, selling cell phones job. I think in the last time I worked one was in two thousand and four. Hmm. So I've been full time for sixteen years, uh, doing writing and designing, either for a company or freelance. So
1: okay, we have a comment here from. Uh, Richard, Rich, Rich, on Twitch. He says, "I uh, wonder if you can earn money with such a job. Sounds like more dedication than monetization."
0: Um, I do okay. Uh, well, I don't, said it's full like time, right? Numbers. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. it is it is, and and in all honesty, uh, so you're looking right now. If you if you can actually see the video, this is my studio. Um. I live here. (laughs) Uh, I, it is attached to the house. um, But this is, it it is almost more than a full-time job um, because I will often be, you know, at my stepdaughter's uh, volleyball game and like an idea will hit and I'll grab my phone and like, okay, I got to put it in the notes. Yeah. I almost always have a, a, a clipboard or a notebook or a pen in my car because I never know when something's gonna when something's gonna hit me, and go, ooh, that, that could make a cool game. I've got, I very recently sold a card game that I actually designed almost five years ago. Uh, it just never found a, oh, it never found an owner. Uh, and then I was talking to a guy, and he goes, you know, I'm thinking about doing a a card game, and I was like, well, I've got a couple of engines sitting in my hard drive. If you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna take a look. Uh, So it's, it is more than a full-time job because I never really stopped working. That's, yeah, Um, that makes sense. But it is, it is in all, you know, Rich, Rich, Rich is right. Uh, It's, um, it is also passion. Uh, If I wasn't 100% gamer, there would be lots of days where I would not want to come into, I would not want to walk through that door and and come into the studio. Um, I do this because I love it. But I also I, I need to be able to put you know food on my table and pay my mortgage and like I said I do I do okay but I right now I'm working for four different companies currently on on existing products or existing projects so I've got to juggle my I got to juggle my time as absolutely best as possible and I have to also try not to spend the money as fast as it comes because you never know if you ever hit a dry spell as a freelancer. Right. Um you know we don't we don't get unemployment. We we we're we, we can't file for that. Right. Um so,
1: so yes and no <laughs> so here's a question then about uh, uh, Krill in nineteen eighty five has uh or sorry uh and do has a comment. They say, sounds scary, even with things you love. Burnout is real. Is burnout a thing for you? Do you ever get burnt out?
0: Um. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Because yes. you're human. You're, you're bound to get uh, burnt out. Yeah. Um. One of the things that I, I am... Uh, I don't want to say... I don't want to use that whole blessed, but it's a double-edged sword, you know, anything like that. Um. I don't sleep very much. Um, I never have. Uh, Like it's, it's uh, my, my imagination since I was a child is always turned up to 11. Um, Mm. And sometimes that ends up, that can end up being poor, 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 poor poor situational moments. Um, But overall, what it does mean is that uh, when I dream, I dream extremely vividly. Um, And if something happens in one of my dreams that is unpleasant, I will wake up and just be done. Be like, nope, I'm not going back to sleep tonight. That's not happening. Mm. Um,
1: so I thought you said, you're, I thought you were going to say you write it down and you use it in your stories.
0: Oh, if well, no, it's a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, I can't, I, there's, I have a card game completely finished on my hard drive based off of a dream. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. 100%. I, I woke up and was like, I need to find something to write this down before I, before I fall out of that, that brain space. Um, but I, uh, uh, Generally speaking, uh, part of the reason why I constantly overbook myself, I'm i am always, I'll be writing a novel and doing a miniatures game and a role playing game all at the same time is to try and fight burnout. Uh, right. Because if I'm, if I'm working really hard on one thing and I start finding myself kind of just staring at the screen being like, oh, okay, only 50 more pages, you know, like I, I can take a break, pull myself out and go do something else. Right. Uh, I could work on stat blocks for the next, you know, the skirmish game that I'm working on or something like that to kind of sort of refresh the uh, kind of kind of reprime the pump and then go when this starts, you know, getting kind of stale, I'll move on to the next thing. Um, but for the most part, unless it is a harsh, harsh deadline that like, I'm down to the wire and I cannot jump off of something. I don't, I don't, I don't hit burnout very often. Okay. Um, I do, I do my best to avoid it.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a certain, do you have a favorite genre you like to write in?
0: Um, I have discovered that I really like, um, I like high sci-fi. Um, I, I just recently finished a uh, finished a novel for Shadowrun for Catalyst Game Labs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a novella for them in the, in the last summer. I just finished up a novel and I'm getting ready to do another one for them. Um, and uh, I've I've decided that whereas I originally thought of myself as more of a you know sword and sorcery type author, you know the you know give me the the clash of steel kind of thing you know, killing monsters and saving the day. Um, I really do like narrating uh, firefights, mm-hmm. uh, firefights and explosions and things a lot. Um, so I, I would lean heavy on that right now. Uh, and if somebody like uh black library hit me up to do like a, a grim, dark 40 K or Necromunda book or something, I would be super down. That was my next question. That's a,
1: so that answers that. So to, bring, to to expand upon that, what if you could choose any lore to write about in a black library novel? Uh, what what would it be about? Would it be Xenos? Would it be a space marine oh, chapter? What do you think you would
0: choose? Oh man, that's a super, that's a really good question. Chaos. Um, if I <laughs> wow, that is really good. Uh, I'm a Nacron player through and through. Have been since we only had four models. Um. But I don't think I would want to play with. I don't. I don't think I, I. I. think I like being a spectator mm-hmm. when it comes to that. I like to just kind of see what happens to my army. Okay. Um, if someone gave me the golden ticket and said I could write whatever I wanted to, I would do. I would want to do the return of the squats. Okay. <laughs> um, I had a huge. I. I had. I had a very sizable squat exo armor army when I was in high school. Little little armored dwarves on trikes, graviton graviton guns, uh the whole nine yards, and uh I I think that that would be I would I, I know that there's always, you know, reset you know, reset the clock. Someone mentioned something about squats. Um but they're in Necromunda. We know they exist. They're not gone. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to have like Living almost like like the like Battlestar Galactica style, like there was a handful of big old squat dreadnought ships, leviathans floating through space. They came back and saw that their planet was eaten by tyrannids and said, "Oh nope, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> and that they just haven't returned yet from wherever part of you know the 40k lore they went, and now that they're back, you know they're you know super ticked off and short and angry. That's what I would... If, if I had if I had my druthers, I would bring back squats in a big way. Nice. Uh, okay, so we've got a question here. The question
1: is, with so many ideas and genres that you're writing in uh, simultaneously, how do you keep your characters organized? How do you keep your
0: stories organized? Um, lots of separate computer files and Excel documents. Um, okay. I have for pretty much every... Uh, every like license that I work for I will have an Excel doc that is it keeps tabs of all of the major players all of the major characters uh with maybe a couple of uh, if it's someone that I might not remember if it's 5 years later down the road um I'll have like a couple of distinguishing features for them written in the Excel doc you know this this guy speaks with a horrible Irish brogue and has bright green hair you know something something along those lines uh that it will hopefully jog my memory and get me back into that place or remind me enough to then go to whatever project he was in and look him up real quick and go, Oh, okay. Now I, now I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's, there's always that room for there. There's several times where I'll write, I'll write a paragraph or two and kind of pause and go, wait a minute, have I done this? Like almost like have deja vu, like, like author deja vu where it's like, have I done this before? Am I copying myself? Am I copying someone else? You know, like, okay, no, this is this is fresh and new. I'm just, you know, tired. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, trying take, trying to take as many notes as possible, um, even if they're just hand-scrawled reminders for a given project is better than just going into a vacuum. Are there certain
1: shows or movies that uh, that you like that you draw inspiration
0: from? Um, yes. It's a difficult question. Um, or what are your, what, are, your, what are some I, favorite shows, I guess, you know? Uh, well, that's the thing is I don't have one. Okay. Um, I, I, am one of those weirdos that, uh, I will watch a, uh, super, I'll be, I'll be working on, like recently I was working on the, the Shadowrun novel and I had a bunch of Japanese horror flicks on Netflix that I'm not actually even reading the subtitles. They're literally just there to keep my brain from getting too focused on what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I can, I'll, I'll find inspiration in the weirdest things for the weirdest moments. Um, A friend of mine recently got married and I was talking to him about his wife and their parents run a, a floral shop and I got this immediate, immediate draw i was like oh man i'm gonna use a pair of like mild-mannered midwestern florists as an arms dealer pair in my next Shadowrun book like it, it will come out of nowhere something will just spark and go that'll be a really cool scene um so i i don't ever with the exception of i've never been a big fan of westerns and I, it, it, which goes hand in hand with my dislike of country music. Um, <laughs> aside from that, I can put just about anything. You could put My Little Pony on on my Netflix screen, and I'll probably find something in there that I'll jot down and, and go, "Ooh, yeah, Applejack's a jerk." I bet I could find my own Applejack in uh, in Necromunda, you know, or whatever. Um, it just uh, it it. You try and pick up little things and then put your own your own color over the top of it, and I I, I hope that by doing that I don't end up carbon copying someone else's idea because uh, that that's a, more than anything that is probably my personal horror show yeah. is that if I made if I made a product if I if I created something that I felt was original that I felt was. Uh, a either a unique look or a solid homage without being um, just a straight up rip off of someone else's stuff. Um, I would hate for fans or for readers or something to go, Oh, so it's, it's this, you know, it's, it's, Oh, so it's basically Dune, you know? so like, Oh my God. That's, that's like my, uh, my personal uh, like, like pit of the stomach feeling if someone just equates your, your work to something else. Now, they could be doing it completely innocently. They could be doing it like, oh, no, it's it's awesome. I love dune. I love dune to death, and what you've created is basically another dune. I would still get that pit in the stomach feeling because I feel like I'd be ripping off Herbert, you know, mm. it, that sort of thing. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I ramble a lot. It I does
1: make it. sense. no it it uh, you're you got the the gift of of the speakings, which is good. I mean, it works out really well in your case, especially with your uh, your uh, articulation of words and your thoughts. So, uh, uh, just shifting gears here, just for a second, uh, we're gonna do the giveaway soon. Oh, okay. Now, before we do the giveaways, uh, i like to. The tradition is we do a chaos comment bomb first. So, for those of us who are joining and don't know what a chaos comment bomb is, I'm gonna provide you with a link to a YouTube video, and uh, you'll just leave a comment on this YouTube video. And uh, the comment could be something like, "Dave and Brian say hi from the Shrine of Chaos," or it could be, uh, "You know, the Chaos is watching you," or uh, "Brian is writing a story about you right now," or whatever. It, whatever it happens to be, uh, as long as they know they've been Chaos comment bombed by the Shrine of Chaos, that's really the most important thing. So I'm gonna type that that's in. That's such a cool thing.
0: That's such a cool thing. That's awesome.
1: Uh, would not be possible without the viewers. So uh, you guys are amazing, uh, and thanks for participating in this. And it's just a way, of, a fun way of kind of paying it forward, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, this now this one, this one, uh, Brian, you you recommended this one. Uh, this is a buddy of yours, yeah. And
0: yes, uh, this is this is my buddy Chris's uh, his channel. Um, he started it back when he still owned the local store and. Uh, I had told him this is well before COVID hit and I had told him that I was gonna help him with a bunch of battle reports and things and life got in the way. So this is I, I feel I feel very good that he's being chaos bomb. <laughs> um and so this
1: this video is this is awesome. This is my favorite type of chaos comic bomb because it literally had one view on it when I watched it. And uh there were no comments. So everything that we leave here right now, guys, is uh completely because of the chaosness that is happening right before our eyes. <laughs> so very, very cool. You guys are amazing. Thank you for participating in this. And uh what's his name again? What, what did you mention? Uh his his name's Christopher Lacrosse. Lacrosse, that's a, he'd be popular in Canada, I tell you that. Uh <laughs> uh And so, Christopher, this is to you, man. And uh, keep on playing that chaos in your store. (laughs) That's what I say. awesome. Uh, So Kill Team, that's the the video. Secure the delivery site scenario review for Kill Team. Posted it uh, a couple days ago. And uh, one more time here. I'm just going to refresh and see how the comments here. 93? Okay, I think we're good. Bombed! (laughs) Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for that. Uh, okay so going on to the giveaways just uh, really quick for you guys to uh, participate in the giveaway uh, you you have one last chance right now before names are drawn what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave a link uh, in the chat as well Uh, there's, there's two ways really to enter the draw one is to visit the Mini Wargaming Instagram and find the post that says Elite Edition Giveaway, and there's three of them. Uh, three of them are being given away today, so uh, find that post and leave a comment on it. Very simple, right? Uh, that's one way. The other way is to be a Vault Member in the Mini Wargaming Vault, and I'm going to provide you with a link in uh, the chat exact same way that we just did right now. So that is that is to the uh, the Vault, if you want to do that. My audio went mono. Oh, okay. Audio is back. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, so link to uh, that post in the Mini Wargaming Vault, and you will need to be a Vault member to participate in that. And there are two boxes being given given away to Vault members. So I'll give you guys a few moments there if you want to participate. Uh, Again, as a reminder for the other one, it is on Instagram. So check that out. Uh, Here, let's uh, provide you a link uh, to Instagram if you want to enter there. Instagram is interesting because... um, Yep, there it is. Okay. And same with Facebook posts. I've noticed that, like, in order to get the exact link to a post, you got to click on the date, which is kind of odd. You don't just like grab the URL. It doesn't work that way. You gotta... Oh, yeah,
0: because it like shrinks it up and gives you the Facebook version.
1: Yeah. So here's the Instagram way of entering. It's days like this that I'm sad. I don't have any social media things. <laughs> that... They, have, they yes. have nothing that you're
0: pumping right now?
1: Yeah. uh, In the meantime, while you guys uh, have a chance, if you want to sign up for the vault, you may do so in order to enter the giveaway. I would certainly encourage that if you want that. Uh, It is for a free 7 day trial and uh, should you happen to not continue being a vault member I will be sad, but I understand. And uh, that's totally kosher. You can do that too. Uh, So questions for Brian Uh, in the meantime. Sure, why not? plastic fuel for the wolves funeral pyre plastic fuel what I don't I'm just reading stuff this is I feel like Ron Burgundy sometimes where I'm just like reading stuff you put it on the teleprompter I'll say
0: it I'm Ron Burgundy <laughs> what a great movie
1: I I agree that that is a good movie <laughs> Is there a game you've always wanted to make?
0: Yes. Um, I am. I apologize if you picked that up, but my neighbor has got the world's loudest motorbike. I hope that you guys didn't hear that. Sounds like an airplane. Okay. What?
1: (laughs) It sounded like an airplane? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Who's your favorite chaos chaos
0: god? There's a question. (laughs) Uh, Slanish. Slanish. I played World Leaders for a long time. I loved Korn. Uh, but I think, uh, as, as a, as an entity, I dig slanish. Okay. Uh, going back I to would the, love to, I, I, I would love to do a new Emperor's Children, like uh book, like a I got like a, uh, an add on book, you know, they're doing the supplements. Yeah. I would love to do a, a Emperor's Children supplement. Nice. That'd be sweet. Have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? uh I don't know if I, if I I don't know if I know the reference imposter syndrome where it's like you
1: you're you are I mean you're writing for these games and you're creating books and stuff and developing these games and you are in that position where you are and the imposter syndrome is like how come I get to be the one to do this uh how am I qualified to do this and that's typically what imposter syndrome is Uh. So, as a very bad explanation, uh, that's probably not I... what you would find on an uh, actual definition of it. But that's the okay. gist of it. I don't
0: think I've ever. I, I'm. I'm generally. I don't... <laughs> I'm so perfect. It's because of my humility. No. Um... <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, it's. I don't think I've ever really fallen into that category where I where I don't think that I've worked to get to where I am. Right. Um, I, I like to say that I lucked out to land on the path that I, that I'm, that I happen to be on. Right. Um, but then once the luck ran out that hopefully like skill and dedication kept me going, um, right. you know, pe- people have continued to hire me and sought me out and headhunted me because of what I've done, not because of that lucky night at the Alliance, uh, open house, um, I don't think that I've ever run into a situation where I've said that, you know, why why me? Why am I in this position that I'm in? Um, because honestly, I don't know what I would do if that was, if I wasn't here. Um, because I, you know, yeah, I'm a foodie. I could probably get into like being a chef or something like that, but maybe that's it. Like, like I'm not, I'm not terribly skilled. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh my uh, my ex-wife uh, actually had said that she's like you know in a zombie apocalypse they would go what skills do you bring and i was like well i can fire a mean bow and arrow and i can butcher animals and cook that's what i got going for me and they'd be like oh but you're a writer you could teach us history and i'd be like if it's not sci-fi history you got nothing you know, the the next generation after the apocalypse they're going to be learning about president lando malari when he crossed the death star because Real history, it, it has been pushed out of my brain many, many years ago. Uh, I, I realize this now that I, now that we're doing so much homeschooling with the kids because of whole, because of COVID, because of the, the pandemic, um, my children are smarter than me when it comes to like what they're schooling people at now. Because I look at their homework, if I wanted to help them with some of this stuff, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking at the math that my stepdaughter does, and I go, "Nope, nope. I can give you high end dice theory to about seven places, but that's it. <laughs> like that, if it doesn't have to do with game theory or game development, nope. If you want long division, that's going to be a calculator.
1: That's, that's happening. I mean, that's uh, that's more practical anyway. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so uh, just one sec here, just to go back to the giveaway. Uh, oh. I, I I said something inaccurate before. Uh, there is a giveaway in the vault. There's also another one on YouTube for those of uh, you who are wondering. There's an Instagram one, there's a YouTube one, and there's a mini Wargaming Vault one. So um, I've given you the links to the, uh, to the vault one and to the Instagram one. I will now give you the link to the YouTube one. So if you want to enter via YouTube, here is the link to that video. And... Uh, You can leave a comment on that video and that's how you enter it. Then I'll grab, I'll grab one of the comments, chaos bomb, chaos bomb, the, the giveaway video. That's funny. Uh, Michael close. You're not too worried about it. Good luck to the winner. Why would you not enter? (laughs) (laughs) I just had to say it. Uh, Okay, so I'll give you guys a moment there. Uh, Right now, I've given you guys enough time for Instagram, so we're gonna pull the winner right now on Instagram. Here we go, looking at the comments. And this is uh, honestly just like, wherever the mouse wheel cursor (laughs) happens to land. And I'll make sure to expand it so that it's like, including the people who have already left comments. Uh, It Takes a bit, I had it pre-opened, so I'll have to kind of update the comments just to make sure that everyone's here. Okay. All right, you guys ready? All right, three, two, one. pray one. Prey018. pray is in P-R-A-E. Uh, that's how I'm pronouncing it. Uh, 018. Congratulations on Instagram for that. Super awesome. Um, here, let me just uh, take a note. Okay, going on what to... What did they win? They won an Elite Edition Warhammer 40k Starter Set, Space Marines, and Necrons. So, Fantastic. So now, for the second one, because there's three in total. Okay, so here's, here's three here. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> you got
0: a contagious smile aura laugh it's the it's the the daddy beard and the fat guy cheeks i automatically (laughs) aside from aside from like white fur i have the santa claus thing happening (laughs) have you ever met phil the glacial geek uh have you
1: heard of him maybe youtube channel Uh, he does bat rips uh anyway uh i call him my cousin even though he's not and uh he i mean you you guys could be brothers, man. Like you guys definitely are are cut from the same cloth. I tell you that, <laughs> even personality wise too. Like it's, it's crazy. It's very uncanny. Okay. Uh, and now for this one, we're going to do the one on YouTube. Let's do that. Let's, let's save the vault for last. Wow, this is taking a long time for the comments to load. I'll give that a moment. Okay, we're going down to comments left a week ago. Okay. Very good. Boom, boom, boom. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, boom. Admiral Crow. Uh the comment he that person left is I want one. Just don't tell my <laughs> wife.
0: Well, you got one. Yeah.
1: Just don't tell my wife L O L. So Admiral
0: Crow. Congrats. With an E at the end. Hmm? Is it Crow with the E at the end or is like just like the bird? Just like the bird. Admiral Crow. Okay. Uh
1: You are the winner. And I do indeed get one. Going to pin this. Boom. So everyone can see. Pinned comment is the first one. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Now for the vault one. We'll do the third one. The vault. The vault. All right. Just loading the comments here. This is uh, a little unique in that it's not typically how we do the giveaways for the Shrine of Chaos. Typically, it's uh, people leave comments, which we'll, we'll also do that because you have giveaways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll do that for people watching live right now. Uh, just uh, give a moment here. Uh, okay. So for the vault member, three, two, one... Uh, Godzilla War Schnitt,
0: congratulations! <laughs> ah, that's funny. That's one of my favorite things to do when when doing a TikTok live is when uh, people's names come up in the feed, uh, j- trying to decipher what their what their handle actually means or how it's pronounced. Yep. My favorite one is when it's someone when it's obviously someone's name, but followed by like 57. It's like, is that your age or were there 56 other Kathleen Schmitz, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. Admiral Crow. That's for YouTube. Awesome. Okay. And then pray 018 for Instagram. Okay. Perfect. All right. Now switching over to Power Rangers. Let's do some of this. Now, for this is uh, people, uh, what you'll need to do is you'll need to leave a comment in order to uh, enter the giveaway. We'll we'll call it that. Really what it is is a visual representation of uh, proving to us that uh, should the cursor land on your name, you want to win. So, that's all.
0: (laughs) That's all that means. So, um... uh, Visible representation that you want to win something. That you would like free things...
1: So, uh, Brian, what should the keyword be for people to uh, enter to win some of this Power Ranger stuff? A keyword? Um, like, that, it has to be in their comment? Yes, they have to type in the word right now if they're watching live. Uh,
0: let's say... If, if they can type in, it's Morphin Time. Nice. that's awesome.
1: (coughs) Excuse me. It's morphin time,
0: man. I remember watching that. I remember. So funny story about it's morphin time, because this is such a big license, uh, and it's attached to several other Hasbro properties that we are working with. Um, Hasbro is very, very specific as to how you can write certain things, how you can refer to certain things, and we were given a list of vocabulary, mm-hmm. uh, basically Power Rangers vocabulary, that not only do they want us to use these, but if we write them, we have to write them in this particular way. This has to be capitalized, this mm-hmm. has to be you know, hyphenated, whatnot. And some of those are like um, uh Let the power protect you. Uh, things from the show, obviously. Yeah. Um. And any time that morphin is written, it can never be morphing. Has to be morphin. You, you may never put a g at the end of that. And the grammar freak in me, it 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 kills me, but you also can never put the apostrophe that shows that it's missing a letter. Oh, okay. You're not allowed to put that there anyway. <laughs> you can't put that. And if you ever write it's morphin time, it has to be exclamated. Yep. Mm-hmm. No matter what, no matter what, no matter where it happens to be, it must end with an exclamation mark where they get their power from is the morphin grid. Uh, And I was like, well, can we just call it like the grid or the power grid or something? And they're like, nope, it is the Morphin grid. And don't you dare put a G or an apostrophe on there. Awesome. Uh, It's just, it's, it's little things like that. And I'm sure it has something to do with when they bought, uh, when Hasbro bought all of the Power Rangers stuff from Saban, they bought it 100%. Basically all of the comics, all of the shows, every licensed entity from Saban is now owned by Hasbro, mm-hmm. uh, including which I didn't know about. There was apparently like this little like high end Saban paid for a like a high end podcast that was effectively like a like a Twitch game, like a Twitch stream It was somebody's somebody's homebrew roleplay game of of Power Rangers. Saban bought it; they paid for it. And so when when Hasbro bought the whole thing, that be, that little Twitch. Stream thing became canon. Hmm. Uh, it became part of what they bought from Saban. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's just it's I, I, I've I've been through many a licensing agreement, licensing agreement, and I've never seen one so so complete. Like right. there's almost always a window. There's almost always a well. If you ever decide to make online animation, you know, claymation videos, you can do that. You know, like there's there's almost always some kind of window that they can try and make more money on the back end. This was 100% just here, you know, stamp. It's yours. And uh, <laughs> I've never had that kind of access to a license before. <laughs> awesome. All right, so time to choose a winner.
1: We're gonna go three, two, one. Praetoria Gaming. Ooh. Okay. Fantastic. Pretoria ah. Gaming, that's a Twitch viewer. So let's see, Pretoria Gaming. All right, this is what I'm gonna do, Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab their info
0: and then I'll just message it to you.
1: That sounds great.
0: I will. I will. I will make it happen. Oh,
1: let's uh, turn that down. Okay, pray underscore gaming hey just from the window okay awesome I'll need your uh, shipping address name shipping address probably phone number and email that's probably the the best info is there anywhere you won't ship I guess it's probably too late to ask.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it outside of an hour? No. Yeah. No, it'd be, and it doesn't matter anywhere, anywhere you need this to go, I'll send it.
1: Awesome. Uh, fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Hey, no worries.
0: Got to spread the love somehow.
1: All right. Uh, so that's, that's it, man. I mean, that's thanks so much for being on the show. And this
0: was cool, man. This was awesome. Uh, I, you know, I've I've always been the kind of person that uh, you know, friends of mine have said I've I've never met a microphone that I didn't like, and they're right. I, I'll I'll talk all day, so if you you have to cut me off or I'll just keep on
1: going. And that's that's totally cool. That's a, let's jump on the Brian train and listen all day, man. Listen to stories and listen to narratives. Super cool. And uh, so thanks again. You're certainly welcome back in the Shrine of Chaos, and uh, thank you guys for participating. Congratulations to the winners. Stay tuned next week, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern time for the Shrine of Chaos.